<laughs> but we're thankful for this church. You may be seated. We're thankful for this church. Thank you for allowing us, all the boys and girls, our hearts are for you. And uh, we greet all the boys and girls in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. So all the boys and girls, say Jesus! Jesus! All right, so we greet everybody. Thank everybody for allowing us to come. Isn't your pastor, your pastor's wife and family awesome? Just give them a hand. And so we, we greet them in Jesus' name. I'm kind of like afraid to get behind. I don't want to mess up the sacred desk here. Although I did drop something the other day on somewhere on here. And, uh, but yeah, I want to thank you all. Thank you in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to thank the sound lady for preaching sound doctrine over here. <laughs> she, uh, she's doing a great job preaching sound doctrine, all right? All right. She's still in the tape ministry, so... Uh, she's, she's sticking with her dad, right? And as Brother Squire says, we didn't know you guys hung your speakers up here. You hung, see, get it? Speakers, you hung your speakers. Speakers, speakers, speakers. So uh, we greet everybody in Jesus' name. I'm going to kind of go back and forth. I, I do want to say thank you to my pastor. He knows I'm here. We're here. He knows Sylvia and I are here. Gave us the clearance to come. And Landon, it's good to see Landon uh, over here. And I uh, got to meet him this morning. In Jesus' name. So uh, we're, we're thankful for a church. Right now, why don't we have a special prayer? Uh, the Sunday school team back home, uh, it's, it's a young, vibrant, awesome team of, of young men and young ladies that have decided to give their lives to, to pour into children. And uh, still right now, we, we, we don't know what we're doing. You know, the Bible does say to walk by faith and not by sight. So you don't have to figure everything out. Just follow the wind of the Spirit. Follow the moving of God. Follow the power of God. And so they're praying right now. So why don't we pray? We pray for a kid challenge. Let's pray for kid challenge. Lord, we pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will touch, anoint, God, these young people, God, these young men and young ladies that have sacrificed, God, their time, their life for children. I pray that you would bless them. And help them. And I pray that you would pour out your spirit upon all those kids this morning, God. Back at home in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, mighty God. We thank you, mighty God. So uh, it's awesome to be able to be here. And then uh, our hearts are back for home. Uh, you know, uh, we we love to be out in the community, Brother Andrew and uh that's our heart, is to be out in the apartments, my wife and I. And I feel like I don't have any spiritual breath if I'm not out there knocking doors, uh, not out there uh, teaching Bible studies, visiting people, being among the lost people. And, uh, you know, um, that's our heartbeat, is for, for, the, for the kids. So what I'm going to try to transmit this morning, what I feel from the Lord for this church is a little bit of testimony from our lives and then also some, some scripture that the, that the Lord brought to our attention in, in Luke chapter 14. If so, if you have your Bible in Luke chapter 14, I'll probably jump back and forth to testimony and, and jump into the scriptures here. Since we are in Sunday school and we are uh, in, in a Bible-believing church. So if you have your Bibles, your iPhones, turn to uh, Luke chapter 14. And we're going to start with verse 16. And uh, I don't know. I might finish. I might not. The Holy Ghost 
uh, is here, and the Holy Ghost is here to transform everybody here. So, uh, in Jesus' name, thank you to my Sunday school sweetheart that's here, Sister Sylvia. And uh, we met in Sunday school, and uh, I remember a long time ago, Brother Xavier, uh, you're still single, right? No. No, you're married. Okay, so that's that's cool. All right, got you out, got you out of the clearance. So uh, I remember reading a scripture in, in Proverbs 18:22, uh, "Whoso findeth a, a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord." And so I I literally met Sister Sylvia. We were both uh, teenagers working in Sunday school, and we observed each other. I'm sure she observed. I observed her. But, uh, I don't know about the other way around, but uh, she. Uh, She's just an awesome young lady. And I began to pray Proverbs 31. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I need somebody like this, this virtuous woman. And uh, there she was, you know, that, that scripture that says in Proverbs 18, it says, whosoever findeth. Or it means she will come forth, uh, you will discover her. So there I was doing the will of God. Those of you guys that are young in ministry, those of you guys that are young in the church or whatever, Follow the will of God. You know what? Follow the will of God for your life, and he will take care of your business. You take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. And uh, I don't know, I just plugged away at Sunday school, and plugged away, plugged away, and I just, I, I just do crazy things, and then there she was, and the Lord all along this time. Uh, I did get invited to try to go to another ministry, which I wasn't, didn't feel right, you know. And uh, I'll go ahead and stop right here and give you a testimony. Uh, being a teenager in Sunday school, I had just graduated from high school, just graduated high school. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what, what I was doing. They would, they would say, Brother Moses, you can do whatever you want. We need chairs to be set out and we need bulletin boards. You know, they were blank and there was no chairs out. And they even invited me to go cut some cake and pass out punch for the kids. What happened was I would spend one hour in youth class, and they would every every time I hear the door knock, I said that's that's for Brother Mo. And so they'd come get me. I didn't even have a rehearsed puppet skit. I just get the puppets, those wooden puppets, old puppets, and just and just plug away. Afterwards, I would serve the cake and the punch. And then during the weekend, I didn't have a vehicle, and so I would walk to church to do the bulletin boards. And uh, you know those were. And, you know, a lot of times we say, now we got a car, we thank God. You know, no, I, I, I appreciate those times that I got to walk to church because they gave me a hunger and a love for the work of God, a hunger and a love for truth in the house of God. And, uh, you know, that was my task, to, to put the chairs. And what one of the brothers said, you know what, you're, you're probably going to regret putting these chairs up. And uh, he said, you're probably going to be doing them for the rest of your life. And I just looked at him and I said, you know, I, I was just letting it go in one year and out the other. But I, and you know what? I'm still setting up chairs today. Yeah. But you know what? God is good and his favor and his blessing and his power and his goodness is all my life. And I thank God for his goodness. And you know, uh, I, I don't regret setting those chairs up. And uh, most of those kids that, that were in those chairs that Sister Sylvia and I now they're in the praise team. Now they're running the media. They're, they're in the bus ministry. They're, they're, even their kids are bringing their own kids to VBS, getting the Holy Ghost. So, you know, you invest right now. You invest right now. If it looks crazy or dumb, do it because it's going to bless somebody in the future. You know what? It's got, 
your investment right now, like yesterday, is going to invest into the future of the church. Yes, yes. And you know what? I was looking at a picture the other day of some of the albums, and uh, right behind me was the, the sound, the, the media director. And uh, the media director of the church, that's today. My wife and I got to set up chairs for him so that he can be there and receive the Holy Ghost and get baptized in Jesus' name. Gabe Lorera, probably one of the best media people you'll ever, excellence all the way. But he was in our Sunday school class. And I thank God that I was able to walk to church and to invest in that young man. And, uh, and uh, I remember back then, this is going to date me because there was no printing machine. Well, the church probably couldn't afford it, but uh, I had my Mac colors. Anybody know what Mac colors are? You use them for a geography class, the maps. And so I got those, those, those and I, I began to do a bulletin board. And I invested, I was trying to be creative. I didn't I take no classes. I didn't have no training. They just, like Sister was saying, they, they just put that young lady in the Sunday school class and she just became a Sunday school teacher for, for many years. That's what happened to me. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just got map colors and some paper and I just began to decorate a Sunday school bulletin board. Well, I, it was getting late. It was getting late. And I said, I better, I better start now because I, I'm walking. It's getting late. So on the edge of the fellowship hall, on the edge, they had some steps curling around. And, uh, and I began to just sit down and put my map colors away. I also had a cassette deck called a Walkman. Anybody know what a Walkman is? Amen. So that would help me when I would walk. You know, and so I, I had this big old, big old, uh, you know, foam things coming out here. And then a big old box that I would go... There was a tape deck right here on my side, and so I, I, I began to get that ready because I would record uh, on, on the radio. I would record all the Christian songs on my cassette, so it was just a recorded cassette. It wasn't like a, a nice, you know, hey, this is CeCe Winans or this is, you know, Fred Hammond. It, it was recorded, so it, you could hear the commercials in there. I would have to fast forward it. And so I, I got my tape deck, and I was putting my map colors up for the Andrew, and uh, I just... You know, just, I didn't pray or anything. I was carnal. I was putting my map colors up, and, and uh, all of a sudden, I felt two arms, Brother Zach, come around me. And uh, I began to weep and cry, and there was nobody there. It was the Holy Ghost. And I began to lean into my dad, which, which is the power of God. And I began to hear him say, you're at the right place at the right time. I didn't want to leave, Sister Sylvia. I didn't want to leave that little sanctuary. Do my math colors and walking to church. I felt the hand of God, power of God, and told me, "This is where you belong. This is where you belong." And I began to just weep and cry. I didn't want him to let me go. Don't let me go. But I need you. I need you in this service to children. I need you, God, in this service to children. And uh, I got my map colors. It was over. I was like, man. I think, I don't know how I got home. I think I got home in a cloud. It was, it was so powerful. And uh, a few weeks passed. And some, some people, you know, we only had so many in Sunday school. So many people in Sunday school, and, and uh, uh, 
I was the only teenager in there, the only crazy one to join all these older people that were in children's ministry. And uh, Sister Sylvia was already in there. And she had been working in there since she was 13. She's 21 today. But uh, uh, she, she, uh, she was in there. And so, you know, I, I got a lot of offers to, you know, to go play ball and golf and all this stuff. And, but, but early on in, in ministry, I thought, you know, if God has called me to this ministry, I'm going to be faithful to it. Yeah. And I'm going to give everything I got. Yeah. I'm not going to go halfway. I, I'm, I'm going to give my heart, soul, everything to this ministry. And so some of the guys would say, you know, you know, what you going to do? You know, you're going to go set up. You're going to go do whatever. I said, yeah. I said, I'll skip tonight. I got to go study. I got to go uh, develop. I got to go, you know, prepare. And a lot of times, a lot of that sacrifice, it really hurt. It really hurt because I did really want to go with him. But there, there's a call of God whenever he separates you and you begin to consecrate and dedicate. And uh, this is a young man told me, he says, whenever you find yourself by yourself, that's when God wants you to himself. And you know what? Do not neglect. Do not neglect uh, time. If you say, man, nobody wants to hang around with me. Maybe God wants to hang around with you. Maybe God wants to spend time with you. Maybe God wants to develop you. Maybe God wants to speak to you. And uh, I remember so many times being alone, going to prayer. I remember sometimes I'd, you know, I'd ride my bicycle. I graduated, y'all. I got a bicycle. My dad stole, my dad stole it from a garage sale. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, the I think he, he spent $10 or something. But uh, I graduated, and so... Uh, you know, I got that bicycle. I, I'd pass by sister where, you know, I would see her little granddad parked at the church. And I'm like, Sister Bingham is there praying. No, oh, Sister Sylvia's praying. So praise the Luya. So I, I'd, I'd go in there. I'd park my bicycle. I'd go, to buy, I'd go to college on my bike. You know, I'd go to work on my bike. Go to church on my bike. Graduated. I thought I was hot shot evangelist, $10 bike, you know. You know, just riding around. And then I remember kind of skipping and skipping and, and around. I remember I was took her some flowers to where she worked. And, uh, man, it was hard. It was windy that day, brother. And I was like, I'm trying to do something, you know, special because, you know, I'm discovering who my wife's going to be. And uh, she drives by in her nice granddam of the year. And then and she just whizzed by. And I'm, I'm driving the bicycle to work to take her some plants. And she's like... And uh, one of the ladies from the church actually met me and said, she, she won't like you. And uh, apparently because she had a lot of money and I, and I was riding the bicycle. And she, uh, she probably thought, well, it's not for us. She's not for him. And so, uh, you know, I began to ride that bicycle to college and to work. I, I, uh, I was working Sunday school one day. We were building mountains from cardboard and plastic. And so we were running out of stuff. We were doing Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments. And we went to a carpet place. I had just gotten back from uh, working at the new Parsonage, new new uh, church down Grandview. It was nothing but clogs of dirt, weeds. And I asked Pastor, can I go and pull the weeds and, and work? Because he had stood up in one of the services and said, 
whoever comes and works at this church will get a job. So I'm like, I need a job. I just graduated. And so I spent three days out in the sun under the under the word of God, under the man of God, under the prophecy of God. I began to pick up weeds. And then there's come Sunday school to prepare for Sunday school. So I was working both. I was working. And then my friend said, let's go to this carpet place. And so we saw a man there. He looked like he was the manager. So we were scraping up all the cardboard and and, and plastic. And then my friend said, aren't you looking for a job? I said, yeah. He said, go ask him. And so I went up to Mr. Pinner. He's a billionaire. I went. I, I didn't know at that time. I would have probably not gone. Intimidated. But I went straight to him. And uh, I said, sir, I need a job. And guess what he did? He said, you are hired today. He hired me because the man of God preached that I would get a job. And in three days, I got a job after listening to the man of God's prophecy, going and obeying him. And there it was, the job that I was looking for because of Sunday school, because of the word of God. I got that job. And guess what? I told him, I said, wait a minute. I, I, I want to go to college. He picked out his billfold. He said, how much money do you need? He said, how much money do you need? And I said, wait a minute, I got to go get the schedule. I'll come back. He put me through school for three years. And my mom and my dad did not have the finances. But look at God. Look what God can do when you obey his voice, when you obey his spirit, when you obey the man of God in your life. It can happen for you if you just obey. And so he, he got out his billfold. Next thing you know, he, I guess he saw me so desperate uh, driving that bicycle to work. One day he called me. He said, let's go next door. Next door was the county uh, where they give you the tags and all that. He says, do you have twenty five dollars? I'm like, man, this billionaire asking me for twenty five dollars. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, I got twenty five. He said, I got a truck for you. He said, all, all you got to pay me is twenty five to transfer your name to the title or whatever. I think that's what it was, something like that. So I got me a 1990. What was nineteen ninety five? Uh, uh, Nissan truck for $25. And look what God can do. Look what God can do. And uh, as soon as I got that truck, I was in prayer. I went to go pray. The Sunday school director would go and I, I would tell the Sunday school director, I would say, if you come here and decorate, I'm following you. We had gone to a new a, a new location New leadership and all that. And I said, if you if you go and set up, I'll go help you. If you go pray, I'll go help you. So he was doing stuff and I was just following the broom. Boom, boom, boom. I would just follow him. And he would if he would come to prayer in the middle of the night, I said, let me know. I'm here with you. So I would follow him. You know, the Elisha, the Elisha story where he followed and served. And so uh, boys and girls, Brother Ben, keep following your, your parents. Because their, their blessings are going to be upon you. Their ministry is upon you. Their, the, the investment that they have made in souls is going to be upon you. And you're the next generation. You're the future of Dumas. You're the future of Cactus. You're the future of this region. God is upon you. The Holy Ghost is upon Brother Ben. In the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord, that he God would just begin to walk in that faith and that favor right now. In the name of Jesus. Put your hand upon him, God, greatly, God. Let it be a mighty soul winner, God, a mighty preacher in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak it now over his life in the name of Jesus. Let him carry the torch, Lord. Let him carry the baton of apostolic truth. 
I prophesy to this young man that he will do great and mighty things in this hour in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So I was, you know, just walking and graduated to a $10 bike. You know, the life of an evangelist, now you're $25 truck. You know, you're moving up, right? You got from from walking on your patamobile, you know, you got a $10. We don't know if, it's 10, if it was $10 or it was stolen. And then, uh, and then now you got a $25 truck. I was in prayer. And the Sunday school director went to prayer. We were in prayer. And I was praying. I said, God, how can I put this truck back to you? How can I give this truck back to you? I have bought me a Bible study chart, uh, Life and Times of Christ. And I began to study it. And I backtracked a little bit. I had that bicycle. Pastor had challenged us to fast, to pray, and to go win souls. And so I got on that bicycle. I went to a park, saw some young men playing baseball. And I began to witness to them. And I began to get a Bible study with Eddie. I said, man, if I can pick you up on my bike and just take you to the house, mom will make us sandwiches, and then we'll, we'll teach a Bible study. Yeah. And so I uh, began to prove you know, the gift that God gives you, you know, he says the, the one, the, the talents, the one, the two, the five. You know what? If you if you invest, if you make foolproof of your ministry, expand. Somebody say expand. You know what? This church is destined to expand. This church is destined to expand to the lost souls of Dumas and Cactus and beyond. And. I began to get that, that Bible chart and I tuck it under my, my arm and get in that 10 speed, go pick up Eddie, come on back and teach him a Bible study. And uh, long story short, he went, he got a little bit older. He, he went into the youth, got the Holy Ghost and he got shipped off to, he was, uh, he's Puerto Rican and he began to go to the military. I, I got a phone call from him and his mom one day and uh, he began to, we began to pray over the phone. But, uh, you know, early, even there was a young man, I call him young, but Mr. Jackson. I remember Mr. Jackson, he lived by the church. He says this, Zoe, he says every time he would walk by our church, he said he would not come to our church unless somebody invited him. At that time, he, my brother was working at the Save-A-Lot off of uh, West County and 16th. My brother, uh, uh, I beat him in a game of basketball. And uh, if I if he if he won, I would have bought him a bag of hot Cheetos. That's when they got popular way back then. And then I, if, if he lost, he would come to church with me. So I beat him. I beat him. And he tried to beat me with a pipe back. So I was like, hey, wait a minute, you gotta go to church. You gotta go to church. Now, don't beat me. And so I, I brought him to church, and he began to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, get baptized in Jesus' name. My brother still to this day they call him coach, and he still loves basketball. Trains young men. Gives him his testimony of what God has done in his life. He was working at Save-A-Lot. And Mr. Jackson went to Save-A-Lot for his groceries. My brother was sacking the groceries or bagging them. Back there we used to call it sacking. I think y'all got a sacking pack here. Pack a sack. Uh, anyway, side note. And uh, my brother saw Mr. Jackson because he used to train us in ninjutsu. I don't, I don't like that stuff. But back then, we didn't have nothing to do at our trailer park. So the guy that lived there, he had time for us. 
And uh, you see, that's important. When you make time for somebody, uh, they'll listen to you. And that's what the church is about. You make time with people. You make time, you make disciples. If you make time and teach them a Bible study, they'll follow you. You just got to make time. And so uh, Mr. Jackson went to the store. My brother saying, hey, our church is down the street. Do you want to come? Bam. That was Mr. Jackson's way to come to the church. I got a hold of Mr. Jackson because we knew him from childhood. I said, I'm going to go teach you a home Bible study. Brother Andrew, the chart, the small chart, the life and time of Christ got to the big one, the search for truth, the black and white one with a little bit of red on it. I got that one, the big white one, tucked it up under my arm, got that 10 speed and began to go to Mr. Jackson's uh, house. He repented. He got baptized. He got the Holy Ghost. He believed in rapture of the church. His wife wasn't interested. His, his uh, grand uh, sons and daughters, they, they were there one day, and he asked me, he said, Brother Moses, can you teach the kids? I said, yes, I'll teach them. I wasn't dressed all weird back then. It was just, you know, I dressed what I had, you know, and uh, Mr. Jackson said, well, why don't you teach me and then start teaching them? So I would steal stuff from the church. I mean, borrow, you know, a few items. So here I was. I had the big chart here and a briefcase. Uh, of an old bunny rabbit puppet and a cross and, and a crown and uh, begin to drive that uh, to, to Mr. Jackson and uh, his, his grandkids would be touched by the power of God. And then uh, we'd talk about the rapture of the church. I remember one time he, he had to stop the, the Bible study because he was weeping. You know, he said, I believe in that rapture. I believe in that rapture that you're telling me. Long story short, Mr. Jackson Played the bongos in the church. He began to be a teacher in the in the uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation program at our church. Uh, and uh, a few months or, or so after he got in the church, he had passed away in his in his sleep. And uh, he, uh, his parent, you know, he, my parents knew him well. And uh, my dad would hang around him, and uh, they would both teach the class. And uh, that's the story of Mr. Jackson. And uh, I said, I got that truck now. And I was in prayer. And whenever I was in prayer, the Lord told me, go to the apartments, village place, apartments, and begin to teach Bible study there. I need you to teach around 30 kids. And I had never done that. I had just, you know, just single, just single, you know, Eddie, Mr. Jackson. I even, I even got to teach my mom and my dad a home Bible study. Uh, again, my parent, my, my friends would say, let's go. I said, no, every Monday at the kitchen table, uh, mom and dad is going to meet me to teach them search for truth. And so I, I, would, I would get that search for truth. When I would go to church, Church of Doom is here. When I would go to church, I would not go to church for myself. When I would sit on this side, I would I had prayed whatever I could do. But whenever I would sit at this chair, the things that would run through my mind was my mom and my dad going to hell, my brothers and my sisters. So whenever I would go up, Zoe, whenever I would go up, I wouldn't go up as Brother Bone. I would go up as Yolanda. God, forgive me. I'm Yolanda today. 
The Bible calls that standing in the gap in proxy for somebody. So I, I would go up as Guadalupe Alvarez today. I'm sorry for my drugs. Sorry for smoking that weed. Sorry for that alcoholism, for cussing. And uh, back then, you know, prayer meetings is awesome. This That's where it's at. Prayer meetings is where it's at. Prayer meetings is where ministries are birthed. Prayer meetings is where the Spirit of God will launch you into, into great things. A church without prayer is, is powerless, as, as your pastor was telling me yesterday. And so, uh, you know, I was in prayer and the Lord told me, you're going to teach these kids. So I, we, drive to the, we drive to the Bible, to the, to the apartment. It's huge. We didn't know what was happening. I was like, where, where are we going to meet, Lord? Where are we going to meet for this Bible study? And then out from top of the balcony comes one of the sisters. Uh, she was up there, Mari. She was up there and she said, brother, what are you here for? And I said, the Lord has called us here to teach Bible studies to the kids. She said, use my apartment. And so she would move the furniture, and there'd be about 30 kids in there teaching home Bible studies, getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost. They would all be in there, and the prophecy of God telling me in prayer, go teach those kids. And some of those kids are still in church today, and their parents, they brought their parents to church. They brought their parents to church, and their parents are still in the church. And... Uh, you know, we'd have to stop the Bible study because Monty would begin to shake. She would go into seizures. And she said, whenever she'd come out of her seizure, Pastor Rodriguez, she said, I'm using my house for the Lord. She said, I'm being used by God, Brother Moses. Am I? Ain't I, Brother Moses? I said, Sister Monty, thank you. The next week, she says, I get food stamps. I want to buy all the kids popcorn and I want to buy them snacks. And so she'd go into her seizures. We'd pray for her. The next day she'd have popcorn ready for the kids. The Holy Ghost would be there. She'd go into her seizures. We'd pray. She'd come out of her seizures. She would say, I'm using, I'm using my house for the Lord, right? I'm using my money for the Lord, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, those were some special days because uh, uh, she... Uh, she opened her house to uh, to all these kids that she didn't even know. And uh, they would be waiting. There would be times that she would not be there, I guess, for appointments or whatever. But the kids would say, they would they would bring us down and they would say, Brother Moses, there's an old uh, washeteria in the back. Let's meet in there. It was hot in there, so the kids would open the windows. They'd be hanging out the windows, looking in. They'd be hearing the word of God. The power of God would still move. There would be people washing their clothes, you know, and then but but uh, there would still be kids weeping and crying. And while well, you know, you would hear the spinning of that dryer, you'd hear the clanking of the of the washer. But there was still there was there was something supernatural. There was something sovereign. There was something uh, just God. Just it, he was there in that apartment, and uh, you know that. Teaching the Bible studies, uh, to me, I didn't really know what I was doing. Again, I would sit there. I would, I would scratch and scribble all that I could. 
And on Mondays, I would teach mom and dad whatever I, I knew from the search for truth. I didn't go through training. And then I, whatever I would learn there and through the life and times of Christ, I would go teach it to the kids at the apartments. And uh, the simplicity of the gospel. The scripture says in Luke 14, uh, 14, verse 16. If you have it, I'll give you a few seconds. And that's the reason I'm wearing my S shirt today. Somebody say supper time. time. Somebody say servant. It doesn't mean super. Everybody say it means servant. I told sister this was for Smelser. I might get my paddle out today. Look what it says there. Then he said unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. You know, the, uh, if they don't come here, if they don't come to this local assembly here, to this local church uh, gathering here, the Bible does say to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Yes. Do it the more as you see that day approaching, is coming. We should meet here. But you know what? The, the, the parable here says that there's many. There, there's many in the community and as your pastor has said, cactus and all these different places that surround this area. But look what it says there. It says, a man made a great supper. This is for us, the salvation supper. Yes. This is for the Gentiles. The Jewish people are about to turn Jesus down. Now this, because they turned him down, now a great door is going to be open for us. That's the reason we're here today. It's because of this supper right here. This great supper. Somebody say it costs a lot of money. Yesterday, yes, buying all the things, cooking the good chili, investing the time in the good chili, cooking it. And you know what? It takes time. Somebody say it takes time. Somebody say God paid it all. I want to show you this. I don't know if Zoe wants to come up here and help me. But I want to show you guys this. And uh, Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he... Hold it right here, Sister Zoe. You know when he said it is finished? Somebody, you got to hold it like this way. Or it will open. Yeah, come this way so you want. When Jesus said it is finished, somebody say it is finished. It is finished. He was using a term of payment. And uh, he, in other words, he was saying, I am paying your debt of sin in full. A great supper has already been prepared. The church, the sermon, the power of God, the Holy Ghost, the plan of salvation has already been prepared for a lot of people. Right? He's already paid the debt. He's paid the debt in full. Right? The Lamb of God takes the sin of the world away. Guess what? He said a certain man made a great supper. It cost that man something to make that great supper. It cost Jesus his great life to make this church what it is. He wants many to come. He wants many to come. He said he bade many. And uh, thank you, Zoe. Y'all give Zoe a hand. He bade many. Somebody said he bade many. I want to concentrate on this second verse. And I'll go back and forth to testimony. And he said, and he sent his servant. There it is. Point to yourself and says, I'm that servant. Point to yourself and say, I am that servant. Yo soy ese siervo. Is that what this is right there? Yeah, right there. 
Sister got it right there. Yo soy el siervo. He said, I am that servant at the, he said, at supper time. At supper time. There's a scripture in the book, of, there's a scripture that says in 2 Peter, I believe, he says, uh, that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody say all. all. The Bible even says, Acts 2.38, 2.39, it says to repent, be baptized, get the Holy Ghost. It says, the promise is to you, to your children, to all those that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Look, he said the servant went at supper time to say to them that were bidden. Somebody say, come. That's very easy to, to be out in the community. And brother, like brother right here, brother Rat, Rat Clip? Rat Clip. He handed me some, some, uh, some of the uh, cards yesterday. We, we were late this morning. And uh, because we were talking to one of the ladies there at the, that was doing the hostesses or the, did the room. And uh, she just came from uh, Mexico. And she said her mother had just was going to church over there. And they were looking for a church here in town. They just moved in town. And we gave her one of these cards. All you have to do is say come. And they will come. Somebody say say come. And they will come. If you, if you love this investment. If you love this supper time. If you love this certain man that made supper. If you love the salvation. You will tell many people to come. Because if you love it, they will love it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, it says here, come, all things are now ready. Somebody say, all things are ready. Oh, I want to, I you know, when I was writing some stuff down last night, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was preparation. Preparation. Back at home, uh, here this morning at 9 o'clock, the Sunday school teachers back at home, one hour before the service starts, they, they go and they pray. They speak in tongues. They weep before their students do. They speak in tongues before their students do. They go at 9 o'clock. They get their coffee, whatever, and they begin to walk around those classes, that gym, and they prepare spiritually. Because somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost that morning. It's so important as a church, as your pastor has mentioned to me, to pray. You know what? He's been trying to come up here to pray early. And that's good. I try to make it at 8.30 so I can beat the 9 o'clock crowd so that I can pray and be an example of prayer. And he sent me a text the other day that he was praying for us. That made me feel so special and so blessed by God. Somebody say preparation. preparation. People are going to come, but things have to be ready. Right? Readers have to be ready. Prayer has been made. He has studied. And this music, it's not, you know, in the music, it's not in the music, it's in the Word. Somebody say it's in the Word. We could, you know, not just entertainment, everybody say equipping the saints. You see, if He equips you, He makes, He helps you to grow, and as you grow, the church grows. But it only comes through this book right here. It only comes through the Word of God. It only comes through here, right here. There's no way, there's no way I'm going to grow through a song. There's no way I'm going to grow through a praise song or through these lyrics on. This is how I'm going to grow. This is how I'm going to grow. I am going to grow by the word of God. And you know what? I can give you a testimony all those times. And my youth pastor, he would take me and I would never miss a Bible study with him. Brother Royer. I don't know if you guys know Neil Royer. He was my youth pastor back in the 90s. And uh, 
and late nineties, and he he would put the word of God in me. I would never miss Bible studies. That's where I took my little brother and and began to invest into him too. And brother Royer invested into him too. And brother Royer taught my wife and I. No, not my wife. My sister, my brother, and we're all in ministry today. And he put his time into us. Now I think he's in Alamogordo somewhere. And I appreciate that he took time for home Bible studies with us. You know what? Come. All things are now ready. Now let's go to the, the next scriptures. I don't like these next scriptures because they begin to make excuses. Let me just say this so I won't stay long on there. There's, there's three people that made excuses here. All right. They made excuses for uh, not being able to come uh, to the supper. And... Uh, they, those were not good excuses. Somebody say they're not good. Sometimes you know when somebody's, you know, they're saying, ah, I can't go because of whatever. And we, we already know that. The scriptures already said that. You know, I, I bought a piece of ground. I got to go see it. Somebody bought something without going and seeing it first. That's crazy. Go to the next one. Somebody got married. Somebody bought some, some, somebody bought some oxen. They, they just bought it online, I guess, on YouTube or... And they, they didn't even see them. They're, they just make excuses. They didn't want to come, keep going. Somebody got married. Of course, you want to take your wife to the supper, right? If there's a fellowship, I'm taking my wife to the fellowship. I'm taking her. So there's a lot of excuses. But don't let excuses stop you from inviting people. Right? Don't let excuses stop you because it's ready. You know, it's not by might, neither by power, but it is by His Spirit. You know what? The Bible also says if you lift Him up, He'll begin to draw all men unto Himself. You know that, Brother Landon, God will begin to, you begin to raise him up, begin to lift him up. You do your job, he'll do his job. Right? You begin to invite people, take those cards with you everywhere you go, come to prayer, and I guarantee you there will be a synergy here. There will be a revival here. There will be an investment of souls here. Because you have done your part. You have gone out to witness. You have prepared the house. Yes. The supper's ready. The man of God is going to preach. You, We're all here. We're praying together. Yes. You know what? Thank you, Jesus. If everybody could just work together, the Bible, that's how the church was born yeah. in unity. Yes. Somebody say in unity. in unity. And you know what? That's how the church is going to get reborn. It's through unity. Yes. Somebody say unity. unity. Everybody say linking arms. Your pastor was saying, thank you for sticking with him. He gave y'all a bottle of glue, right? He gave y'all a little stick glue or something like that a year ago or something like that. And uh, stick with him. All right, let's go to the next one. I want to, so the servant showed him. Now, this is where I want to get down and then we'll pray. And uh, this is the expanding part. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, our children's ministry there's a there's a scripture in the book of Acts that they that he they told they told uh, the people. He said this thing was not done in a corner. Yes. You know what? You this church and I've said this back home. You guys don't do not just occupy a corner lot. Right. This thing right. cannot be just contained in the corner. This thing is meant for the whole city of Dumas. Yes, I see Bible studies at the, at the Walmart. I see Bible studies at this Lions Club. I see Bible studies at workplaces here. I see Bible studies in Cactus. I see people getting prayed through everywhere. Happy State Bank. I see it. You know what? If, people, if the people that are excusing 
Because they got so much wealth, guess who God's going to turn his face to? He's going to turn to those people, and Pastor always says this, to pray to send you to the people that are hungry. Not just physically, but spiritually hungry. You know what? People are poor. He said, go out into the, into the streets. Yes, into the streets. You know what? Back at home, boys and girls, we said, all right, you say you have the best Sunday school in town? Do you have the best Sunday school in town? Yes. And you know what? The Lord said, if you have the best Sunday school in town, why is it just in here? Yeah. So guess what God challenged us to do? We began the street services, apartment ministry. And guess what? The children's ministry back home has multiplied into different places. We're in different neighborhoods right now. We're in the schools right now. We're, we're multiplying and expanding. And people don't want it. There are some people that do want it. And uh, he said, go into the lanes and the streets. Bring in the poor. Not just physical, but there's people that need the Holy Ghost. He said, you preach the gospel to the poor. Yes. And he said to the main people that can't do for themselves, right? Spiritually, they're hawk. Spiritually, they're blind. Yeah. There's people out there that do not know anything. I was going to say they don't know beans about God. And you're the, you know what? You don't need a fancy sermon. All you need is the power of God and your scriptures in Acts 2.38. Somebody say, just go. Just go. Now, it says go to the next one. He said, uh, he said, now I, he said, he told the servant, now go. He said, I've gone, Lord. He said, I've gone to these streets. I've brought in these people. Go to the next one, please. I think it's might be 22. He said, Lord, it is done. And you know what? This church, you might need another church. You might need another church. You know what? This one's going to be full, and it's going to go to another one that's going to be full. And then it's going to go to another one that's going to be filled. He said, Lord, I've done, but there is still room. You know what? We're not talking about being in the church physically, but there's still room spiritually to be in the local assembly, the local body of Jesus Christ through repentance, through water baptism in Jesus' name, through receiving the Holy Ghost. There is still room. Let's say this place was packed. Let's say this place was packed. You're, you're in the building, but let's get people spiritually in the church. Spiritually in the church. There is still room. Somebody say there is still room. And you know what? This is this message. I have never said this message ever, 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 ever. And when your pastor had asked if we could stay I went to, to, to pray and to read and, and to just see what God wanted. And he gave us, he gave us this and uh, about this servant. Just be a servant in your community. You know what? An act of service can open the door for a Bible study. We got apartment managers calling us and saying, we heard what you guys are doing over here. Why don't you come over here? Because an act of service. There are some people that went to church the other day. Because they saw us baptizing children outside in the little, uh, we have a little igloo that we take with us, a little ceramic igloo. I don't know, no, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pixie something. I don't know. It's made, it's made for real light. It's, it's a real nice igloo. And we baptized four kids. 
in Jesus' name right outside in the apartments. And they were on their balcony looking. Next thing you know, they come on the bus. They get baptized. They get the Holy Ghost. They get into a home Bible study because they see what is happening. You know what? The church is, is, is expanding. Somebody say the church is expanding. And uh, the other day we was in a prayer meeting at, at the Arbor Oaks Apartments. And down the street, Benjamin, down the street is the worst street in Odessa, Snyder. This is where drug deals get done. This is where people have been shot. This is where we even one time were held up in our bus because a group of guys got in front of us and they began to do some, some weird things. And the boys and girls put their head down. I put my head down. They, they shamed us in their neighborhood. And I didn't want to tough up. I, I had all these kids in the back. And they probably could have opened the doors and did something to those kids. I, I went through shame. That's fine. But those kids got home safe. And there's nothing on me, you know, with pride, boom, down. But I was thinking for those kids. I told those boys and girls, I said, Brother Andrew, I said, you look down and do not do anything back. So let them do what they got to do. And let's pray and let's go. And you know what? The other day, I keep saying the other day, it's probably a few months. Uh, we was in there praying and the Holy Ghost began to touch the children. They were all on their faces interceding for mom and dad that do not know God. They might be on drugs and alcohol. And while we were sitting down, the manager afterwards told me, she said, two teenagers came in there cussing. And uh, she said she had to literally physically stop them from coming to where we were in the activity room because they were coming in to beat up some kids or whatever the case was. She said, I threw them out because they were going to come in. Jeez. Notice, boys and girls, if you read the book of Exodus, when they came for Moses, when they came for baby Moses, they were coming to kill the children. Yeah. Pharaoh had sent. And that's the spirit of today. The spirit is, is being sent to kill children, to kill the offspring, to kill the future of the church. And guess what? While we were there praying, God was hiding us. God was hiding us from the evil one. And there's been so many miracles there that the apartment manager tells us, come in and hear praise. She says, I need y'all to go and pray for a couple apartments because... There are some bad spirits there. She trusts us to go in there and to pray and to cast out things in Jesus' name. She believes in what the church, she believes in what the Sunday school is doing at that, at that location. And there's been revival. There's kids coming to church from the outreach that we do. There's kids coming to church to Bible study because of the outreach, because of what God is doing. And there's miracles going on there. Kids getting baptized, kids getting the Holy Ghost, kids coming to Sunday school. Even their parents are starting to come, praise God. And uh, I'm thinking about Rosa right now. Rosa, she comes to our adult Bible study on Tuesdays. And uh, Rosa, uh, she received the Holy Ghost in her home. She's been baptized at our church. And uh, thinking about all these names, your pastor was saying, uh, now he, he can't sleep because... Uh, because of all the concerns that are going on in his heart and his mind for people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you I would just be I would just be sitting at my couch just trying to trying to relax. And I'd have to just get down on my knees because uh, yeah. these faces of kids would come to me. And I don't know what's happening to them at the moment. 
But the Holy Ghost will begin to come upon me and just say, pray for this one. Pray for this one. And I'm sure your pastor, he, he goes through that. I feel led to say this. Your pastor is your amen from God. Is your voice, the voice of God for your life. And Pastor Rodriguez has been called here. And I believe, not just because we're here, but I believe that there's something special that's going to happen here. And I believe that because of Brother Rodriguez's sensitivity and his heart for people, there's something supernatural is going to happen that nobody's going to get the credit for, that nobody's going to get the glory for, but there's going to be an ingathering of people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I believe that. I believe that right now. I speak it in faith. I speak it out into this atmosphere by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let the miraculous happen here. Let the power of God happen here, Lord. Let an ingathering of souls, let the poor come in. Let the maimed, let the blind, let the halt come in, Lord Jesus. And let there still be room, God. Let there be multiple churches here. Let there be multiple Bible studies here. Let there be an expansion of this church in Dumas, Lord. Let revival begin here, Lord. Let prayer meetings pop up throughout the whole Dumas, Texas, Lord. Let revival happen here, Lord. I pray in the blood and in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. 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 You know, back at home, uh, you know, when, when you're a bus kid and you get... Uh, invited into the pastor's house. It's like you're walking into heaven. You know, I was just a young man and parents still on drugs. It's before I began to teach them and stuff. And I remember he found out somehow that I wanted to go to youth camp. I didn't have the money. And so he, he invited me over. I was like, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble and uh, he sat me down he said I want to send you to youth camp can you help me mow the yard I said man I don't know how to do that my dad's on drugs and never taught me that man of God gave me a sandwich began to fellowship I thought it myself I thought it myself I said he should be at some meeting somewhere playing golf or with the other ministers. He's here with some bus kid. He said, just go ahead and walk right here. I'll give you some money for, for camp. Just mow my yard. His hand on my shoulder. That was real big for me. That's real big. Right. I got to go to youth camp, Brother Ben. It's my first time. Pastor sent me to youth camp. Yeah. Home missionary boy. And I began to go to youth camp. I remember going under under the bench there at youth camp. And he tapped me on the shoulder. I said, Brother Mo, what you doing? Find something down there? No, nah, Pastor, I'm getting the Holy Ghost. And... Uh, we came, we came home. I was invited to Bible quizzing. 
Bible quizzing uh, is what launched me to Sunday school. When we moved to the new church, I got another invitation to go to the pastor's office this time. I went to the pastor's office. He said, sit down. I sat down. He said, you think you can lead Sunday school for us? Whatever you want, Pastor. I'm here to serve. A couple years ago, he said, Why don't you come to this Bible, TBC, this Excel program I'm teaching? I need you to go get your license. Yes, sir. So, Pastor, I love the way you teach. Pastor, I love the way you minister. Thank you for teaching me. Said, said, don't go get your license. You're not done with the class. So I was ready to go get my license, and I'm like, oh man. So I stopped. I said, uh, uh, okay, I'm not done. You're correct. Because he wanted me to get my license before I was done with the TBC. And so I was like, you know, I'll. I'll do what you said, but in my heart, I was like, man, I'm going to go get a license, but i got to listen to the man of God. Yeah. Yes. And so I stayed and finished the class. Pastor was probably testing me. He was probably testing my attitude and my spirit. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Then I passed. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, Pastor was like, you, you think you could uh, travel and and uh, go do Sunday school. I said, sir, I'll do anything you want. He said, well, this week we're going to Louisiana. I said, I need you to pack your bags. You're going with me to Louisiana. I said, yes, sir. I said, you're doing the class. I'm doing the class. So there I was in the airplane with my pastor going to Louisiana. He said, it's your turn. Begin to preach and teach, you know, what I, what we, we do in Sunday school for the children in the streets. I look over at Pastor. He's crying. I told my wife this the other day. I had never seen him cry like that. But I love my Pastor. He's probably preaching right now. And, uh, I want to say a special prayer for my pastor. Lord, you, you see him where he's at right now. Heal his body. Touch his mind. Work through him, Lord. Whatever thus says the Lord God, let it come through his mouth and tongue and heart. Let it speak to the congregation. Let it empower the congregation, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Anoint Pastor Smelser, Lord, to deliver the word. To deliver the burdens. To deliver the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If we could stand, if we could stand to our feet. Stand to our feet. Holy Ghost is here. Thank you, Jesus. I keep coming back to this. And Pastor Rodriguez, if you don't mind, sir, stand right here with your family, sir. We're going to pray a special blessing upon your pastor. And the, con and the congregation... 
This is your Moses. This is this is what's who God has chosen for this hour, for this city. This is who God has chosen for the revival here. And the and the blessings of God flow like this. Whoever's under him is going to get on him. The reason I told you all those stories about pastor, you see the, God, the power of God on us is because we're under authority. And you know what? This congregation.